Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we are getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and I am once again tuning in from a car parked on the side of the road. I gotta say, I am enjoying recording these episodes in the car. It's quiet, the acoustics are great, I feel cool, so maybe this will turn into a thing. Who knows? In today's episode, we are going to talk about whether or not you should use music in meditation. Before we get into that, let's settle in with the bells. So, one of the most common questions I get is whether or not it's okay to use music in the background during meditation. And by music, we might mean uh, bamboo flutes or a waterfall or the sound of a river, anything that is somewhat soothing and relaxing. In the early stages of my teaching, I generally discouraged using music. In more recent years, I've softened and shifted my perspectives a bit, and they're more nuanced now. So I'm going to share the potential cons of using music or why I might typically discourage it, as well as the pros and where it might be beneficial. Let's start with why I used to discourage it and why I might still discourage it. The first and potentially biggest thing is simply that when it comes to real life in our most difficult moments or stressful moments, we most often don't have a nice theme song playing in the background. We don't have a babbling brook or really relaxing flute music. The reality of our life is going to be what it's going to be. And what I've always appreciated about meditation is that it's a practice of meeting the moment as it is, not needing to decorate it, not needing to make it any better, and not trying to induce some trance-like state that relaxes us more deeply, but simply meeting the moment as it is. And if that means it's boring or there's noise, we get to work with that. As soon as we bring music in, we're setting up the meditation in such a way that we need to manipulate the moment just a bit in order to do the practice. And even though it might be subtle, I do think it creates a new standard for how we practice and has the potential to take us further away from the heart of the practice, which is to really learn how to be in the experience of our life in whatever shape it takes. So this was one of my cautions early on in my teachings and is still a caution I offer, one of the reasons why I might discourage using calm music. Now, there's another phenomenon going on where there are certain music patterns, it's often referred to as binaural beats, that are supposedly induce a certain uh, state in the brain that some would argue make it more conducive to meditation. Now, I don't know too much about that. It might be something worth researching. For some reason, I don't have that much interest in it. And 
I think my lack of interest is also connected to one of the reasons why I might discourage using that in a meditation, which is because now you're getting into territory where you're trying to induce a certain state of mind to make you more prone to meditation rather than doing the meditation to make you more prone to that state of mind. And this one's tough because there are times where we might want to manipulate our experience to facilitate a practice or working with difficult experiences. But in general, I think when we depend on something to get into a certain state or to prime uh, a certain way of being, then we're disconnecting again from the heart of the practice, which is learning to meet, show up for, be present to all the different forms of life. And that's not just purely for the sake of like, oh, let me just be present to everything that arises. I mean, that's the practice to develop enlightenment, if that's what you're interested in. That's the practice to develop deep wisdom. It, it doesn't come from getting into good states and being all blissed out. It comes from learning to meet the full dimensionality of your humanness, the, the goodness, the joy, the pleasure, but also the discomfort, the boredom, the resistance. Like We need to be able to, to show up and uh, feel those experiences, to learn how to relate to them differently so that we're not overwhelmed by them. We're not snagged by them, caught by them. The only way we learn how to do that is is to meditate on those experiences, to bring our awareness to them, to see all the conditioning we have toward them of like resisting this or wanting to turn away from this or not liking this. The meditation practice develops the capacity to to be in the fullness of that experience. And only then can we start to develop a deeper peace within all dimensions of our experience and therefore a deeper equanimity. So my whole thing is just making sure we don't lose sight of the practice and what we're working toward. And that's where there's some nuance here because music or anything in the background that might be uh, providing a new state of mind these things can actually be in service of that intention to meet more moments with equanimity. So when could this be useful? Well, first, just music can be calming and settling, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. A lot of times we're too stressed, anxious, caught up in our own thoughts or our own tension to meditate. And so if having that music in the background relaxes you enough to at least be able to stabilize your attention in the present moment or do something like focus on your breath or be present, then great, because the opposite is not doing the practice at all. So it's kind of like the the gateway drug, I think. I don't know if that's the right analogy, but it's it makes it so that we can do the practice, and that's always going to be better than not doing the practice. And along those lines, it's, it's kind of like creating a safety for yourself. You might not register it as safety in your own brain. It's not like you're thinking, oh, I put this song on now, I feel safe. But your nervous system might be registering it that way. It might be just enough for your mind and your body to decompensate a little bit, to let go, to relax, and to drop into the present moment. And sometimes we need a little bit of help to do that. It's not that much different than 
holding a teddy bear while we meditate or lying in our bed in a comfortable posture or even putting our hand on our, our belly or our chest. These are all things that we do to help us settle in a little more deeply. And the music can help us take that first step to at least be open to the present moment in its multiple forms. So that would be the first reason why we might consider using music. The next and last one is just simply that if you feel more excited about meditation when there's some music in the background, if for some reason that inspires you and makes it feel more enjoyable, and that that is the thing that helps you sustain a practice, then great. That is always going to be the best. I always say the meditation you're going to do is the best meditation. Any time that you can take dedicated period of time to be with your mind, to be with yourself, to take some time out of the day, to drop in, be more present, that is a boon. And anything that can facilitate that is great. So if you get excited and you're more inspired to meditate because there's some music there, then I say go for it. So as you can see, there is some nuance here. There's no right or wrong answer. You're going to have to discern this on your own meditation journey. But hopefully there are some things here to consider. If you're a more advanced practitioner, you've been doing this for a while, and you use music in the background, maybe explore trying less music. If you're getting into the meditation practice, and you kind of find it stale and boring, and you need a little bit more excitement or relaxation, then maybe try incorporating the music. Just remember, at the end of the day, this is not a practice of disconnecting or relaxing ourselves into some transcended state. It's about learning to be in, show up for, and stay present to the full dimensions of our life. If music helps you do that, more power to you. Great being with you today. I'll talk to you soon. Until then, take care. Hey, hey, before you go, a couple announcements in the after party. First, a big one. If you did not already know, my book, Stop Missing Your Life, is available on Audible. If you didn't know I had a book, well, here you go. Here's your announcement. Stop Missing Your Life, How to Be Deeply Present in an Unpresent World. There's both the hardcover version, Kindle version, and we also have the Audible version, which is narrated by yours truly. Spent several days in New York City putting that together. Had a lot of fun doing it. And we got some special stuff in the audiobook that you don't get in the regular book that I think you'll enjoy. So the audiobook is still eligible for the $300 worth of bonuses. You could go to audible.com or Amazon, get the the audiobook, and then go to stopmissingyourlife.com, submit your order number, and get the $300 worth of bonuses. So I wanted that to be on your radar. The audible is available. Next, if you want guided meditations, book recommendations, app recommendations, anything in my resource library, just text your email address to plus one six three one three three seven eight two nine eight, and you will get an automated email to your inbox with all of those resources to supplement your practicing human journey. And lastly, we had a Facebook Live yesterday where we talked about the podcast, uh, the future of the podcast, things I'm thinking through that we're all working through, and um, 
and some cool stuff came out of it. I answered a lot of questions. It's about an hour and a half long. If you want to check that out, just go over to Facebook, uh, search for Practicing Human. It's in our Practicing Human Facebook group, and you can review all of that if you missed the live call. That is it for the after party. If you enjoyed this podcast or this episode, head on over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review. It goes a really long way for helping us get the podcast out there. As you're seeing, there are no ads, anything interrupting. It's just pure content for you. So uh, a review goes a really long way to help us continue doing this work. Much appreciated. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, for the second time today, take care.